All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And along those lines, I'm really excited and enthused to have my guest on today. My guest today is Charles Abramo, who has been in the HR field for quite some time now, has some interesting insights, has a lot of passion for human resources. Anyway, I, I, I'm excited to have him on the show to give us a, a perspective of what he's been focused on, but where he's been and where he's going and how he thinks about this space. I won't steal a thunder, but Charles, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it and really excited today to connect with you just on mental health because I think in 2020, nothing is more important than self-care and mental health and taking care of one another. So thanks again. I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is this is just great talk therapy for myself too. <laughs> um, just, to, just, to, just to talk with you about, about this topic and um, yeah, no, really interesting year, I think, to say the least, right, Charles? And um, maybe you can tell, take us back, though, um, and, and tell us a little bit about where you've been, you know, what, what has your passion right now? Obviously, mental health is really important in this world, but maybe tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what led you to where you're at today. Sure, sure. Thank you. So, um, again, my name is Charles Abramo, and I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Um, so very familiar with winters and snow and all of that. So, um, that takes on a whole new mental health state when you're dealing with feet and feet of snow every single year. And I remember as a kid, um, getting off of school because it was literally just too cold for kids to stand at the bus stop. Um, so that is a little part of my, uh, where I came from, um, you know, I have one older sister and um, really stayed in Buffalo all the way until I was 18 and then moved around um, for school as well as, you know, studied abroad, um, had some jobs that took me out of state as well and have kind of been out of state um, of New York uh, for quite some time and have bounced around the country. So have seen a lot of different parts of, uh, of the United States, have lived in a lot of different states. Um, so saw a lot of those um, microcultures. Um, both on the East Coast in Florida and then here in California, which is where I live right now. Um, you know, early on in my career, I did some specialist roles within HR. So in recruiting, uh, training, onboarding, and then kind of went into a more generalist background. So as an HR business partner and leading HR teams and through that journey was really able to see a lot of different aspects of the employee life cycle. So again, from the recruiting aspect, seeing what is important to candidates as they go through uh, the interview process to the onboarding stage where you see what's important to new people, new members of your organization. Um, and out of all of those elements, right, there's, there's this mental health piece, like what makes people happy and what makes people tick. And um, from that, you know, being able to take on increasingly uh, broader HR jobs mm -hmm. um, over the past, I would say, 10 to 15 years, um, really gained a, a nice lens into employees. And again, what makes them tick? What makes them happy? What drives them? And it all it all really comes back to mental health and our own individual relationship with mental health. So mm -hmm. um, it's a space that's very important to me and my family. It is something that is very much talked about, both in my professional life as well as in my personal life. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit about me um, and where I came from. Like I said, I've lived a variety of different places throughout the country. Um, so have connections all over, all 
over the United States. And um, it's always great to hear those different different aspects and different backgrounds from people and where they came from and um, what they're going through. Mm. No, I love it. I love it, Charles. And, and um, the the background that you have, you know, sets you up for for definitely, like you mentioned, a unique lens for uh, for helping people, right? Helping employees. And you know, in 2019, which seems so long ago, it, what made employees tick in the mental health element of employees probably was different than it is this year. But I just love to hear more about the topic from your perspective. Like, what's What's the difference that makes the difference between helping people, you know, to helping employees today more, more so, right? And and what makes them tick now? Have things changed, you know? And how how are you thinking about mental health? And if there's if there's some gaps in this space, I'm just kind of open ended, kind of thinking out loud here. Like some of the things that are important to take note in this space right now. I know that's twelve questions in one, but anyway, Charles, I'd love to hear more about what what, what you're seeing and, and thinking about here. Sure, sure. Um, I'll try to take a stab at one of the 12 questions. <laughs> um, so, you know, I would say that, you know, 2019 to 2020 obviously looks very different. Um, but what I one of the silver linings, I think, to 2020 is it fast forwarded this idea of looking at the individual from like a whole perspective, right? Mm. Seeing all the aspects of the individual. Um, and I think, again, that speaks personally and professionally. And I think mental health has definitely you know, there's been a lot of stigmas around it in the past, and I think those are being shattered. Um, and I think 2020 has helped in shattering some of those. Um, now that a lot of people are working from home, um, I know for me, I stare at myself on the screen through Zoom calls and video calls all day long. And it sounds silly, but it really changes the, the, the dynamic of how your day operates, right? You're not, you're not getting that social interaction. Um, and then, like I said, having to stare at yourself all day long feels a little weird. Um, and, and I know it's over the past six months, something that I've really tried dealing with, you know, in terms of like being self-conscious about what is, what am I seeing on the screen and whatnot, what, what I perceive others to see. So that has been one part in 2020 that has been interesting for me. And, um, you know, in mental health, like I said, I think right now um, in our world, we're really trying to look at the individual as a whole. We try to see it the professional self, we try to see the personal self, the emotional self, the mental self, um, and understanding what that that entirety is. Mm -hmm. So that is something that is is really important to me. And um, you know, in 2020 as well, I think um, organizations are really starting to look at what other type of benefits or perks um, they can provide their their employees to you know, enrich their lives. And it's not just about this very transactional piece where you come to work, you, you know, get, get these, um, basement benefits, if you will. And there's, you get compensation for it. And there's that simple transaction. You do work, we give you these benefits and this comp, and then you're done. It's really a lot more robust nowadays. Um, in how, you know, people have different, different types of insurance, even pet insurance, um, mental health days are starting to become a thing in in the in the total reward space. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think that it's it's really kind of loosening up what we see as kind of the benefits in the, the employment space um, as it relates to the individual and as it relates to um, the individual as a person. Mm -hmm. No, I, I I love it and I I really appreciate it. Um, 
are you are you seeing um, certain benefits like maybe like to like telehealth and you know helping employees cope and like any, anything in the telehealth or you know mental health services space uh, that that are pretty pretty promising? I mean, um, any specific types of uh, types of benefits or services in the space that you're starting to see some merit to? It's funny that you say the telehealth thing because early on in the year, and it was actually pre-COVID. And I think right now we're in a, all in a space where we like to tie everything back to COVID, but this mm -hmm. actually predated COVID. And I, mm. um, I had this issue and I needed to go to the doctor, but just because of like my busy schedule, like the idea of calling the doctor, setting an appointment, taking time out of my day to go to that appointment and then all the follow-up, it just wasn't really conducive to even my pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. So I used a, a telehealth service and it was, um, it was really, really nice. It was my first time doing it, being able to, you know, jump online, talk to a doctor and, you know, talk to a doctor like over the over video, um, have them kind of meet my needs. It was just really interesting. Um, and again, that was all pre-COVID. So mm -hmm. um, that has just kind of been exacerbated throughout the past six months. Um, like I said, I think it, we're also looking at benefits nowadays that speak to the individual um, as a person, because I think companies are really starting to find out that happier employees produce better results. Mm -hmm. um, they stay longer when they feel like the company cares about them as an individual. So mm -hmm. and a lot of other benefits, you know, starting to creep up. I'm trying to think of some right now, you know, um, again, pet insurance kind of comes to mind because I know people really care about their pets. I know I yes. do. Um, that That is a big one nowadays. Um, as uh, we have a younger generation in the workforce, I think the idea of like, not only tuition reimbursement, but tuition, um, a student loan repayment assistance mm. yes. is starting to be, you know, starting to see that creep up a little bit more. And it really helps with the financial piece of it, which then ties directly back to mental health. I can't think of one person in my life that hasn't had some type of like financial hardship um, in their life that it hasn't impacted them. Um, from a mental health perspective. So really, really love the innovation that's kind of coming yeah. out there. We see a lot of that in Northern California with Silicon Valley and they're pretty creative in what type of benefits they offer just to make sure that the, the employee is happy and again, can bring kind of their best self to work every day. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, that's, you know, that goes a lot into mental health is, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, you have you have employees catching thoughts right and so some of those thoughts could be like is my pet you know uh adequately cared for and you know if you provide a benefit that's a whole thought that that employee doesn't have to catch like worrying about you know their their pet's health or how to cover it and then obviously on the student loan end um this 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 young person coming out of school um, you know, though it's kind of been cult culture, it's like, you work so hard, you work so hard, you graduate, you graduate with all this debt and it's like, oh, that's just the norm. But to have a benefit where you come in and, and some of that could be repaid or forgiven or, you know, or benefits around that, that's another thought that that employee doesn't have to catch so they could be more focused. But, um, so Charles, you, you've helped a lot of people. You've helped a lot of people, you know, get healthier, be more productive and just be better employees. What are some other from the employee side that some habits or some changes that in today's terms um, are making the difference from what you see. Is it like you're, you're, you're seeing employees that um, you know, those that are, that go outside a little bit more. I know you and I were talking about now the smokes cleared literally a little, a little bit more here in the Bay area. 
um, going outside and being grateful, like, you know, meditation, prayer, running, working out, getting away from your screen, you know, uh, parts of the day, any like micro habits or trends that you're seeing with employees that are, you know, super productive, feeling well and healthy in spite of what's going on in the world today? I would, yeah, a couple come up, come to mind in, in some organizations I've worked with. Um, it's becoming increasingly popular um, to maybe start out a, a meeting with some type of like Zen or um, some type of like breathing exercise to really get people centered and mm. um, it, to minimize the confusion that is, or the, the uh, minutia that is kind of within their mind right now. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. I definitely think like you said, like yoga, being outside, running, those are all things that are gaining traction right now as well. Um, for me, I, I, I'm a little bit, I'm, a little bit weird when it comes to this what really brings me like really positive mental health is routines you know you you have Mm -hmm. so many things in a day like drink eight glasses of water don't forget to stand up and walk around um you know don't forget to do this report or or to tackle this or you got to remind yourself about this so for me um to really kind of stay ingrained in what's up with the news make sure i have time um to socialize with my friends and family all that i really kind of lean on um routines Mm -hmm. Um, and it sounds silly but like those routines are something that really kind of keep me um, ingrained in all the different tentacles of my life so again if it's making sure I stay connected to my parents and and calling them and talking with them because they live 3,000 miles away Mm. Um, or if it's you know talking with my best friend or um, or making sure that like I feel like I I have me time and can read like all those things I've embedded into routines in my life Mm -hmm. that Again, it sounds weird and it's probably just speaks to um, my crazy brain, but that really does help put me at like a sense of ease and a sense of stability that I know all these things will be taken care of through mm-hmm. these different routines that I've set up for myself. But I know yeah. that doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, no, but I love it though. And it's so, you know, going back to your first point too of kind of like a Zen pause, you know, some sort of pausing so like people are not in today's terms, like just going from like one Zoom meeting to the other and not even taking a breath. I know for myself, like the taking a six second breath, at least between meetings, even if you're going to be 30 seconds late, right, for a meeting, it's worth to take like a six second deep breath just to, you know, reset, right? And, and um, but I, it almost feels like every single week or month now, everyone needs to go back to their routine and, and have a little Zen moment, right? And kind of look at their, their routine and say, based on what's going on in the world, what's the optimal routine that I can have and and really writing it down and trying to stick with it and be forgiving of yourself if you veer off, but at least, you know, reestablishing what that ultimate routine is. You know, I'm going to call my parents today. I'm going to walk. I'm going to go out with the, go out with the family, get some good food, uh, do some yoga, you know? And, and, and so I think it is, uh, yeah, definitely important to return to to routines. It's, It's refreshing to hear you put it that way. Um, and Charles, this is, this is super exciting. You know, I'm, I'm really glad, you know, we have a chance to, to, you know, sit down and, and, and go through, you know, what does, what does good well-being for an employee mean today? And then tell me a little bit about the future. So, um, what do you see happen? Well, you hard to tell what we see happening in the world where things, where things will go in the future, but where do you see employee well-being going, um, based on some of the things we talked about? So we talked about some innovation and benefits, uh, routines, ways of working, changing. But what would you like to see more from an employee well-being standpoint? What do you What do you see happening? Um, so I'd love to hear kind of like you know the future of uh, future of employee health according to Charles. <laughs> yeah, I think the 
you know, the, the future really is uncertain, right? But mm -hmm. I, I, my hopes for it is the diversity and language, diversity and inclusion conversation um, can really start to be one that has had a lot more and really understanding the, the different backgrounds of individuals and, and celebrating those and understanding mm -hmm. that we all aren't cut from the same cloth. We all don't have the same backgrounds with the same experiences. And not only celebrating that, but understanding that um, and understanding that as it relates to, again, I keep going back to like what benefits are offered um, through your organization. And I think that's that's really important and broadening those. And, you know, I, I see kind of in the future, like a, a library of different benefits that employees can kind of take, take um, part in, um, whether they maybe that is applicable to them or not. Like, so I go back, like maybe having an option of like, pet insurance. And, and then maybe if you're, you still have student loans, some type of student loan repayment, maybe mm -hmm. you want to go back to school, there's tuition reimbursement. Um, so you have these kind of library of different benefits and perks that organizations offer. And mm -hmm. then based on your own personal situation, um, you can kind of pick and choose and almost have it be like a shopping cart. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously you can't give every benefit to everyone, but based on their need, they get to pick from it. And mm -hmm. I think that would be a, a really, really cool new world to live in. Um, and just kind of expanding that library of benefits. And then also, I think, you know, the idea of like when we work, I th also think is something that is um, that is being talked about, right? I think, you know, you have your typical like seven to four, seven to five, whatever it is, eight to five, nine to six. Um, I really think through COVID that has been shattered as well. Mm. Um, I don't have kids, but I know a lot of people who have, do have kids. And currently, you know, it's a really big struggle to balance this kind of virtual learning for your child and, and then also have a full-time job. So like this idea of work being done kind of where and when it fits for the employee, but then also fits for the business, I think is a conversation that needs to start being had as well. So really think that while 2020 has been very, very hard, there are some good things that have come out of it and some conversations that have been forced because of it. Um, so I think I, all those things I'm really, really excited about and would just love to see um, us propel them even further um, as we get into 2021, 2022. And you know, things, things will obviously look different for us. Yeah. No, this is great. This is really refreshing to have, you know, someone with with vast HR experience and, and the perspective that you have. And you've seen so, seen so much. Um, and I appreciate it. Yeah, it's very refreshing. I, I see us going to, I've never heard it kind of, you know, packaged together in, in kind of that way. But yeah, these are definitely some things that, that we need innovation wise uh, to be sustainable with employee well-being, employee health, safety, and just you know, on a personal basis. And um, I guess along those lines on the personal side, one thing I always love to hear about is uh, maybe a personal habit or two that keeps your engine going these days. And so just love to hear about anything that you do routine wise that, that uh, I know you touched upon a little bit earlier, but anything else that you like to share personal routine wise that really keeps you going and keep you feeling, keeps you feeling good. God, I, I will say I have a couple. So like when I wake up in the morning um, in terms of like routines, like I'm usually pretty bad at it, but I try not to check my phone right away. Mm. Um, literally like nine times out of 10, I usually fail at it. <laughs> but it's something that I try to keep in the back of my mind of like, that does not need to be the first thing I think about when I open my eyes in the morning, either my personal phone or my work phone. Mm. Um, and then also in the morning, I try to take a walk and it's not usually ever super long, but definitely try to like get out, stretch my legs, 
be in the fresh air when there is fresh air. Mm -hmm. um, and then also um, at night, it sounds kind of weird and silly, but like I kind of have like a wind down routine and um, you know, it involves going through email and just feeling like I, I feel set up for the next day. Right. Um, it might be, you know, I played Boggle. I don't know if you play Boggle, but it's a game on my phone. Um, and basically it's like a word search game and I compete with my friends and whatnot in it. Um, and being able to like just play Boggle and then before I go to bed, being able to read to feel like my life is being enriched from like a bunch of different avenues from my social life to, to again, reading, um, to getting caught up on the news. So different things like that, that I try to do to, to make myself whole and, you know, keep myself sane throughout this craziness. And I will say, you know, in 2020, especially in California, um, you're told to stay in your house because of COVID. Then you're told to stay in your house because of the smoke. And um, I have never looked at the four walls of my house so much in the past seven months. And, <laughs> um, really trying to get out of it as much as possible. Just keep perspective and yeah. not get cabin fever. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. No, it's very, very inspirational to hear about the routine and what, what you do. And, and yeah, I think we can all learn to, to having routines and sounds like, you know, strong beginnings, strong beginning of the days, clear, strong beginnings of the days, um, uh, good closing at night, you know, makes the day kind of optimal, you know, especially in, in the current scenario we're in. But, uh, but all in all, uh, Charles, this is great. I really appreciate your perspective on a few things. So, so I appreciate your background and for you sharing what you, what your background and what led you to be, be where you're at today, your experience, uh, what you see happening in employee well-being and the, the future of employee health and well-being and safety and just for sharing, you know, some, some of the things you just shared. But uh, Charles, again, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we'd love to have you back on the show and, and obviously talk more about employee health and just health in general. Um, and my very last question for you is if our listeners would like to get a hold of you uh, just to say hi, um, assuming LinkedIn would be a, a good way to do so, correct? Yeah, I definitely LinkedIn. I am a LinkedIn junkie. I love LinkedIn. <laughs> I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. Um, that's how you and I got connected. So definitely LinkedIn would be the best route. And then um, if we need to take it offline from there, we definitely can. Super, super. Well, Charles, thanks again uh, for doing this with me, for peeling off time to do this. And uh, again, this was great. And to our Listeners, this is the Pop Health Show. The show is for anyone with a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Uh, Charles, thank you so much. This was great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks. <laughs>